Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. I'm joined today at the King Power Stadium by James the Sharp End Sharp. We've just sat through Claude Powell's uh, pre-match press conference for the FA Cup third round clash with Fleetwood Town at Highbury. Not that Highbury, another Highbury. And uh, it's been quite an interesting one. Top of the uh, the chat, uh, the uh, top of the press conference was team news. Uh, what is the team news regarding Wes Morgan? Uh, well, Wes Morgan is that the Leicester City captain will not be playing. He limped off in the victory over Huddersfield with a hamstring injury at the time. Claude Puel said that he thought it was a bad one. His press conference said that he didn't. It wasn't as bad as first feared but it still means that the city captain is on the sidelines for another few weeks yet. Yeah, and, and the other one, the, I suppose the one everybody's been waiting for is Jamie Vardy, re- potentially uh, returning to the club that uh, made his name in many respects and uh, attracted the attention of Leicester City, who paid a million pounds for his services. And... Yeah, I mean, you talk about the romance of the FA Cup, in this one had even more levels of it, didn't they, with Vardy, the, the non-league star, which inspired Hollywood <laughs> film producers to talk about his rise to non-league star to Premier League winner and England star and BBC cameras going to be there to watch the game and the hope was that Vardy the superstar would return to his humble beginnings but it looks like he may well not because he is a huge doubt with that groin problem that uh, ruled him out of the victory over Huddersfield and Puel said that if he wasn't 100% fit, then he would not be risked. Then sentiment's going to play no part in the team selection. I mean, I think Fleetwood fans are desperate for to see Vardy play, and I think Vardy would be desperate to play. But Claude's got to be sensible, hasn't he? Well, I think Vardy will be as well. He's an experienced player now. He's you know come a long way since those non-league days, and if he's got a, a groin problem, he knows the bigger picture. Um, he, he, I mean, I'm sure he'd be desperate to play, and he'll certainly be there, I imagine. Um, perhaps he get a little stand innovation at some stage. Yeah, I'll wheel him, out, wheel him out at half time to wait. Literally wheel him out <laughs> so, he <doesn't, laughs> so he doesn't damage that groin any further. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, obviously the romance would be for Vardy to be out there, but he'll be there in, in some shape or form. So, but it's uh, Danny Simpson definitely out as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's also suffering from a hamstring injury. He was the first of Leicester's three um, Christmas injuries, thanks to the as Mark Albright called it, ridiculous festive schedule. He pulled his hamstring, well, I think it's a pull, against Manchester United, and Puel said he didn't know when he was going to be back. He's not training with the squad. Vardy's not training with the squad either. Vardy is he's just in the gym, as is Simpson. They are just doing exercises there, so Puel wasn't sure when Simpson would be back, which opens up further questions about Leicester's right back, whether they're going to bring ones in or whether Amati's going to play there or not. So that's three key players, really, for Leicester who who aren't available. Yeah, and Robert Hoof has come back and played 90 minutes mm. in the under-23s, the 6-1 demolition of Tottenham Hotspur, Highlands nice, Park. Yeah, 18 unbeaten now, they are. They are, second in the Premier League 2 as well, going great guns. And uh, Robert Hoof came through the 90 games, although 
I don't think he, he, was, he was challenged too much, especially when Spurs had nine men for most of the second half. Um, but it's going to be too early for him, we understand, yeah. isn't he? He's going to be too early for, for who he needs a bit more time before he's fit. Um, so, yeah, he wants to rest players. How can he rest Harry Maguire? Do you think Dragovic and Johan Benelawan are the centre-back partnership? for? Uh, and he can't, certainly can't rest Danny Amati. No. Um, Unless he brings some kids through. Yes, I mean, you, I mean Josh Knight did play... Uh, on Wednesday night against Tottenham so it may not be him Harry Maguire's played a heck of a lot of football recently and he's played pretty much every every minute of every game so they might want to try and give him a rest so yeah the, the two that you'd look at probably were Ben Lewin and Dragovic which well if Fleetwood are going to give Leicester a physical challenge then those two will certainly step up to, to that some Tackles may well be a little bit over the line if Ben Lawan's anything. Well, to... well Ben Lawan needs to it calm him down, and he, I mean Shakespeare always used to say that, didn't he? He needs to calm him down. Um, but we sort of get the impression from Puel in that press conference mm. that he's going to start Silver and Matty James. Yes, he did. He he was. They were the two that he mentioned by name about getting their rhythm and tempo back into their game. And to be fair, I'd, I'd be happy to see that. I mean, we only saw a, a glimpse of. Um, a glimpse of Adrian Silva, but in that very short time, he looked like he had not lost any of the confidence or composure that four months on the sidelines could have brought him. Six out of six passes completed, made a tackle as well. Early days, but looks looks a player, and all the noises coming out of the speaking to the players, they all think he's, he's looking good in training. So that'd be good to see, and also really good to see Matty James back. I thought he did he did pretty well against Huddersfield. Um, we thought he might have. Pulled his groin early on in that game, but I think he might have just taken a, taken a knock somewhere painful. You, you always wince a little bit when uh, James starts limping, you think, oh no. But uh, yeah, he came through the game. Different scenario to Silver, of course, because he was injured, yeah. Achilles heel injury. But they've yes. struck a, a bit of a bromance, haven't they? The yeah, they've been training together um, a lot of the time because Silver obviously couldn't get involved in all the uh, match preparation training because he wasn't going to be involved in the squad, so he would train with Matty James. So they've d- developed a bit of a kindred spirit there. So they'll they'll partner. We think they're going to partner each other in centre midfield. Now Harvey Barnes is back. Yes, he is. Harvey Barnes is back at the club. Uh, one of the most promising youngsters uh, Leicester City have got at the moment. Uh, really had some very successful loan spells away, but uh, Claude Pearls cut short his spell at Barnsley because he's liked what he's seen and he wants to get him involved in the first team. So. He's got to be a contender to play as one of those forward three positions, isn't he? Yeah, you'd think think so. Fleetwood. Yeah, you'd you'd think so. And I think Leicester fans would hope so, actually. They always like to see their own youth players come through. And Harvey's the most exciting one that that we've had in a long time. It's also great news, really, to hear Puel talk about how he'd followed um, uh, Harvey at, um, at Barnsley and watched him and... Fans love to hear the fact that the the manager is not just bothered about the first team and and all of the kind of well Premier League survival is all about the team that you've got now. But well, it's 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 never always been about. It. It's always been about developing the squad. I and mean, we've already seen him bring through young talent with uh, putting faith in Damari Gray and playing Ben Chilwell and playing Hamza Chowdhury at times. So to know that the manager has been watching Harvey Barnes. On loan and following his progress, whether it be himself watching it or getting people to watch it for him, it's good to hear, great to hear, and it's also bodes well for for Leicester for the second half of the season because he's done so well wherever he's gone, whether it be League One, MK Dons, here at Barnsley in the Championship, 
England a youth duty. He's always looked above the level that he's been playing at, whichever level that has been. So that's always exciting, and it's going to be great to see him back. And George Thomas has been involved in some first-team squads as well. I yes, think exactly. he's in contention as well for Fleetwood, perhaps. I mean, certainly City have got an abundance of attacking options, which has created a bit of a problem in itself for uh, Claude Puel, hasn't it? What, in the fact that he can't keep all of them at the club and keep them all happy? He can't keep them all happy, and he's admitted in the press conference today that he might have to sell one, certainly yeah, one, during well, the transfer. Well, he's quite open about that. Um, he was asked... He was because he, he was re- reminded of the fact that he's said on numerous occasions that he has too many strikers at the club to keep them all happy. So, are you planning to get rid of them? And he basically said yes. He said we have players here who can't get as much game time as they want, and we need better balance in the squad. That's it, balance. He wants to bring defensive cover in. Obviously, the light at the back, as we just discussed, but top heavy in the squad in terms of attacking uh, options. So. Yeah, and I think it doesn't take too much for genius to work out those who are in favour and those who aren't um, does ha- however well Islam Slomani played um, against Huddersfield he looks like the most likely to be the one to depart I mean I know you I know you've yeah we've had some content from Turkish journalists who's, who claim that um, the Besiktas president is over here doing the Tucson deal to Everton £27 million move so obviously they're in search of a striker and they've got funds they're saying that Besiktas are going to approach Leicester City about Islam Slomani. Now, from what I understand, Leicester City have not received any contact from Besiktas yet. But the president is in the country and that Tucson deal isn't quite completed yet. So as soon as that goes through, I can imagine they'll he'll turn around, pick up the phone or even drive up the motorway from London and say, can we uh, have a little conversation about a Mr Slomani? Now, he, you're right, I think he's the, the, the one that looks the most likely. He's the one that's probably the most bankable. Um, the one that's probably in most demand, Leo Joa. We've seen him. We're not. We've seen bits and bobs of him this season, but he's just signed a new contract. So I can't imagine they'll be ushering him out the door. Shinji Okazaki, no way. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Vardy, no way. <coughs> so you know, we're, like Ian Acho, maybe, but, but he's young. He's and young. There's a lot of and there's a lot. I know people. I know fans are a bit frustrated by him so far, and I think probably Ian Acho is probably frustrated with with, him, with himself and the chances he's had. But he's still really young. There's still a lot of development and growing there. Slomani is the one who you think you, you're most likely to make make money on, I suppose. Well, I think Ackman moves. I think everybody knows oh, Ackman moves. Sure, so we'll yeah. probably go, but Puah doesn't class him as a striker. He's just classes him as, as a winger. Uh, Ian Nacho, I don't know whether a loan option might, because he's not going to get much game time this season. And then a young player like that needs to play. So whether a loan option is is there. But they don't want to leave themselves too light. But uh, I think a lot will depend on whether a deal could be done for Slomani. And whether... Uh, wait, they certainly would want to try and recoup as much of the... The massive outlay is a club record signing. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that over the next couple of days because Slovani did play well against us. Yeah, he did actually. And uh, I say I feel a bit sorry for him. I mean, Slovani is. A, the problem that he's got is I think Slovani is an excellent striker if he plays in a team that plays to his strengths. A bit like when Ben Teke went to, um, went to Liverpool. Leicester don't really play a system that played to Slomani's strengths because Vardy is always the main man. Vardy is always going to be the one who's on the shoulder of the last man. The system they play requires someone to play in the hole and whether that's Okazaki or Gray or Mares or Slomani. When Slomani plays he kind of has to drop deep and as we spoke about at the, uh, the game on Monday he's not he isn't really a, a target man. He's not really a bring the ball down on your chest and bring your other into play. He's more of a big 
poacher. Like it a, becomes an aerial threat when the balls are coming into the he box. He needs to be in the, he he is at his best when he is in the box mm. for balls coming in. But the way Leicester play doesn't really fit that. But whenever he's got his chance, he scored goals. I mean, he's, in his 15 Premier League starts, he's had a role to play in 10, I think it was six goals, four assists, um, I think. Um, and in the, obviously in the, in the League Cup, he scored what, four in four goals in three appearances. So the goal record is there. He just doesn't really fit into the way that Leicester play, especially when Vardy's there. Yeah, I think perhaps a, a move might be uh, the best for all parties. And probably, probably, he will probably tear if he, get, if he does go to Pasiga, he'll probably tear up that league. <laughs> and Leicester fans will be going, oh, look at him scoring goals. Why can't he do that for us? But well, let's hope he gets a few goals on Saturday at Fleetwood because <laughs> I. Got a feeling this is going to be a tricky, uh, tricky game for for City. There'll be a lot of changes to the City side, and Puel was warned that if they go there and their attitude isn't quite right, if two or three of the players aren't at it aren't, and underestimate Fleetwood, they're going to have a, a bit of a rough time. Yeah, well, they are they are a, a team, a club who have made a bit of a habit in recently of of kind of putting with the weight. Is it what five? Five promotions in seven seasons, or something like that. Or it's a phenomenal rise that yeah. almost matches Vardy. Exactly. Yeah, I mean their rise is spectacular, which would suggest that on their way up, they don't really care who they're playing against. They don't care about their stature or whatever. They just keep going up and keep beating teams as they go up. So, yeah, I mean they're a team that's they had Jamie Vardy playing for them, and Jamie Vardy doesn't care who he plays against, does he? Mm. So I don't think Fleetwood will either. They will get into Leicester's faces. They'll be physical. It's not going to be. It's not going to be. Yeah, it's not going to be a game where Leicester can just turn up and expect to win. So yeah, it probably will be a bit tough. Now I understand why PR is going to make changes. It's been a really, really tough Christmas and New Year period for mm. the, the side. A lot of players need a rest. I understand that, but the FA Cup for me is still special, and I still think it's that the missing piece in the jigsaw for Leicester City. If they, it's the elusive trophy. If they could win the FA Cup, lift the FA Cup. I think it would bring a smile to every City fan's face, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, at the risk of at the risk of speaking for all of Leicester fans, which clearly isn't the case, especially those of our of a more mature vintage, shall we say, who have grown up with Leicester reaching four finals and never winning one, and it, like you say, being the last piece of the jigsaw. This it's the only real trophy that's not ever been in the cabinet, and having won the Premier League, having played in the Champions League. This is the one that's always eluded Leicester and the one that, no matter how many times we try, how many times we get far, they always fall short. And for a lot of fans, I know looking at forums and, and social media, a lot of the fans are talking about how this is the one that they want. This is what they would give everything for now is for that, is to finally say that, that Leicester have won it. And I... I would love to see them have a go at it and what better chance I think they've got a great opportunity because the squad's good enough now yeah. we've seen them take on some of the, the bigger sides which they inevitably will meet further in, on, down the line in the competition and they can beat them they've got an opportunity here. it's not like it would be an absolutely uh, incredible underdog story if Leicester City won the FA Cup you know they are at that level now so this is an opportunity for them um, so I just hope Paul takes the competition um, seriously, while I, I understand he will know the emphasis is on the Premier League, it's how managers are judged. I mean, he's just lost his job at uh, Southampton and, and took them to a cup final. So uh, yeah, no, it's gonna be, it's interesting because Leicester are essentially safe survival wise. They need what two more wins, 
and maybe a draw to get to 40 points. Even now, you look at some of the teams below them, Leicester are, for all intents and purposes, safe. So some might say, well, that's fine then, you can now prioritise the cup. But then Leicester are in that position where they're safe, but there's, there's still a chance for them to finish maybe seventh. And so potentially get European qualification that way. I know you can get it through winning the FA Cup, so fans might say, well, just target the FA Cup and win that and get Europe that way. But there are still there are there are still chances of Leicester, if they can secure seventh place finish, doing really well in the Premier League as well. So it, it's going to be it's interesting to see which Puel prioritises. But I do hope he has a real go at, winning, at going for the FA Cup. Because like you say, Leicester are, are that size of club now, with that depth of squad, where... I suppose you, you, you don't have to prioritise one over the other because the depth of squad is there. If you do mix and match, that you should be able to have enough quality to beat big teams wherever you are. Wonderful. Well, join us on the Mercury website and our Facebook page. We've got lots of stories running uh, from this press conference and all the build-up to the big game at Fleetwood. Join James at Highbury on Saturday. He's doing a live blog throughout the game. I'll be there as well reporting. And uh, don't forget to go to beer52.com to get your free beer. Eight free beers from around the world for you to sample. All you have to do is go on the website, beer52.com, use the tagline Leicester to register, and all you do then is pay your posting and packing, and join us next time.